0: by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout.
1: You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Visit now.
0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Stand up for your country. You know, April 4th should be April Fool's Day, not April 1st, because this whole fiasco um, regarding Donald Trump and the Manhattan District Attorney is now turning into a farce. There's a difference between a fiasco and a farce. A fiasco is there's just chaos running around and, and nobody really knows uh, what's happening. There's plenty of that. But a farce is when you have reality twisted into something that isn't real. That's a fiction. and It looks like that's what this prosecution is. So all the pundits, they're all wrong, almost 100% down the line, except for me. Thank you. Um, gag order. Of course, there was no gag order. Um, there's going to be a uh, mugshot, and uh, he's going to be in, you know, all of that. It was a procedure where Donald Trump went in, okay, and he came out about 45 minutes later, and he went to the airport to give his speech tonight. So let me just recap um, what's happening in the global picture, the big picture, because I don't know enough about the indictments. There are 34 of them. All felonies. For, how can he commit 34 felonies with one transaction to Stormy Daniels or this McDougal woman? It's, I don't know, but I got a guess who's going to explain that to us. So anyway, um, I entitled this Talking Points Memo, It's a Trump World After All, with, with apologies to Disney. So for the past seven years, Donald Trump has dominated the news cycle almost every day. Seven years. Never in history have we seen anybody, any human being do this. So every single day it's Trump, 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 Trump. And now we're at the top of the mountain. Um, I would say third in importance. The first was when he was elected. Second, when he was inaugurated. And now this. But it's always Trump. Seven years. And Americans are polarized. Everybody knows that. I'm not going to insult you by telling you things that you know. But Today, I felt sad for my country. I didn't feel proud of the United States today, because I know a bit more about the personal end of this than most people do. I know the district attorney in Manhattan is an ideologue who believes that this country, the country that he's sworn to serve, is bad. Alvin Bragg thinks we live in a terrible country, And Donald Trump is one of the reasons why it's terrible. That's where you start with Bragg. You don't start with the law or him investigating. He doesn't want to investigate. 50% of all the felony arrests referred to his office are either dismissed or busted down to misdemeanors, which means there's no punishment. So he has no interest in enforcing the law, Alvin Bragg. He wants politics. He wants to destroy the system that we have in place now in the United States and New York State and City. That's Alvin Bragg's goal. And it is beyond any reasonable doubt, I've said that a few times this week. There's no two sides to that story. A man's not a patriot. He doesn't think his country's noble. He wants to tear it to pieces. And what better way to do it than to get Trump? All right? We proved that yesterday. If you didn't see yesterday's talking points, um, you should. Go to BillOReilly.com and watch it because it sets up today and the rest of the week who Alvin Bragg is, what he said in the past. All of that is in yesterday's talking points. Okay, so even while this was going on, this indictment in lower Manhattan, in California, the Ninth Circuit federal judges ruled that Stormy Daniels has to pay Donald Trump another one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Did you know that? So that means she's on the hook to Trump for about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Stormy Daniels has to pay him. Why? Because Ms. Daniels accused Donald Trump of defamation and the case was thrown out. All right. So this happened uh, March 22nd, 2022. So the judge in the case ordered Daniels to pay the court costs and Trump lawyer costs, which were $450,000. It was unbelievable because at the very moment that Trump was being indicted, a formal indictment inside the building in New York City, the ruling from the Ninth Circuit came down in California saying that Stormy Daniels is to pay him $450,000. So you can see the word fiasco is not even close to describing what's going on here. Now, for me, uh, I'm not an attorney. I mean, you know, if somebody breaks the law, I think they should be punished. It just depends on what the extent is. So Hillary Clinton's campaign was fined because Mrs. Clinton used campaign money to gin up a phony Russian collusion situation. And she was found guilty of doing that. But instead of being charged criminally, it was a civil beef, Federal Election Commission beef. She had to pay a fine. Now, that's what should have happened here, in my opinion, with this stormy Daniels, Karen McDougal, whatever. Okay, All right. If you did something and misused some funds designated for your campaign or for your business that helped your campaign, then you get fined. It's a civil beef, right? You don't get dragged in. Trump knows all this, by the way, and this just hardens his heart, and he'll speak, as I said, in Mar-a-Lago tonight, and I'll tell you exactly what he's going to say. He's going to say this country is corrupt. He's going to say that the country is going down the drain, and that if you American people allow this, you're not going to have a country anymore. And there's some truth to what he's saying. And the networks are going to have to take some of it, even those who hate Trump, because it'll be a historic speech, and he'll raise ten million dollars for his uh, re-election effort, and he'll go up in the polls. And remember, his re-election campaign is different from donating money to him personally. Okay, and he can use the donations that come in to pay his attorneys and just to defend himself. Against all of these charges, going to cost about fifty million dollars, and that's our justice system—fifty million dollars. Now, I'm a historian; you all know that. So I just want to refer back to um, a man named Robert Ray. Robert Ray was a special counsel appointed to investigate Bill Clinton. Okay, he looked into all of Clinton's um, alleged crimes. Okay. Um, which included perjury, um, included whitewater stuff, all of that. So Ray came back, and I'm going to put this up on the screen, January 2001 with a statement. I'm going to read it to you. President Clinton has acknowledged responsibility for his actions. He has admitted that he knowingly gave evasive and misleading questions in the Jones deposition, that's Paula Jones, and that his conduct was prejudicial to the administration of justice. He has acknowledged that some of his answers were false. This is perjury. He has agreed to a five-year suspension of his Arkansas law license, and he's agreed not to seek attorney's fees in connection with this matter. The nation's interests have been served, and therefore I decline prosecution. Now, Bill Clinton could have been prosecuted on perjury charges. Absolutely could have been. And he would have been convicted in a court of law. But Ray, the special prosecutor, put the country above that charge. That's what he did. Now, a lot of people, they don't remember that. And then I wrote my column over the weekend on Gerald Ford pardoning Richard Nixon. So you should read that as well. So there's precedent here in our justice system to put the country, the country's welfare, ahead of personal politics. Your president. Not here. Now, there's a lot of speculation. You know how much I hate that. I just hate that. So I, I'm not going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to get the best legal advice in the world. And then I'm going to give you an assessment of the 34 felony counts. But it, it requires study. It requires thought. It requir- requires consultation, which I will do. Now, one other thing before we advance uh, this program, I'm going to be on WABC Radio live tonight. If you don't live in New York City, you can just punch up wabcradio.com and you can listen. You can listen all over the world. OK, I'm going to answer questions. And by that time, I will have some of my research done. OK, so that might be something you want to uh you want to partake in, you can call us and ask us anything you want. And that's the memo.
2: Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds, Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege, covertly
3: compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com B-I-L-L.
0: Okay, um, quickly to President Biden, then we'll get back to the Trump stuff. He didn't do anything today as usual. He had some kind of uh, meeting to discuss American science and technology. All right, he, he didn't do anything. They, in fact, they, they closed up shop at 3, uh, and they kicked all the press out of, <laughs> out of the White House grounds at 3. Uh, He had to take a nap, you know, Joe. Joe's not commenting on any of this, and that's smart. Biden shouldn't get involved with this at all. That's a smart political play, it's smart for the country. Uh, Don't say anything. Okay, now, a lot of people don't know this, but Biden does not have the power to pardon Donald Trump on a state beef. But Governor Kathy Hochul of New York does. So Hochul could have put an end to this anytime she wants, by issuing a pardon to Donald Trump for all and any crimes committed in New York State. But she'll never do it because she's a product of the Democrat machine that wants to destroy Donald Trump. But she could do it. If she loved her country, she would do it. I'd do it, even if I were in his shoes, which I'd never be. But if I were a Democrat elected by the machine, and I knew that all of my supporters would be angry with me, I still would have done the pardon. For the good of the country and not to put everybody through this. Okay? So, Hochul could have done that, but of course, uh, you know, that would require honor. <laughs> honor. Honor in politicians? I, yeah. All right. So, anyway, let's bring in uh, Sheriff Richard uh, Giordano. Giardino. Am I saying that right, Sheriff Giardino?
4: Giardino, thanks for having me.
0: Babe. All right. And uh, the sheriff presides in um, the Mohawk Valley region, Fulton County, one of my favorite places in New York State. Finger lake it's just beautiful up there. It's beautiful in the summer and fall. In February, it's a little chilly. But anyway, the reason that I asked uh, my staff to book the sheriff is that he has been a judge also in New York State and knows state law as well as anyone. Okay, from what you just heard, 12 minutes of me bloviating, did I do anything that is not grounded in fact, Sheriff?
4: Everything you said is grounded in fact. What you and I share is, we don't believe in talking without the facts. So we know he's been indicted on 34 counts. The only explanation to answer your opening question is, if they're charging each check he may have written or money transfer separately, then it could be 34 counts. But until you and I have more of the indictment that tells us that it involved Story Daniels or the other woman, we don't know.
0: Okay. So it's, so it's
4: very confusing that way, but you can't, in New York, He even if he was convicted of 34 counts, he can only be sentenced to two counts cons- con- consecutively because there's limits on how much prison you can get based on the number of
0: counts. Right. But he's not going to get any prison. No, I, think never... be, I think the case will be thrown out. But just as a stair step. So Bragg is 34 counts, felony counts. OK, felonies, 34 <laughs> felonies. I'm going, wait a minute. Um, and as you said, that will be explained. I guess it'll be explained uh, when people study uh, the actual indictment and what Bragg is alleged. Um, Now, he did this, in my opinion, to just to throw everything against the wall so it sounds so bad that people criticizing Bragg, and they are legion, would back away a little. I think this is more of a PR move than a legal move.
4: I agree 100 percent. We have to go back to Bragg's race for Manhattan DA. When Bragg ran, he said he was going to pursue Trump that he had worked on over 100 cases in Tish James, the attorney general's office. Interestingly, he never mentioned that out of those 100 cases, there were no criminal charges. There's one civil lawsuit that is full of holes that will never go anywhere, in my opinion, that had to do with the valuation of property that he's selling. So Bragg specifically said, I'm running, and one of my points, one of my platforms is to get Trump. Right, and so that that's one of the attacks. I'll tell you, there's going to be several attacks on that indictment, and that's probably the best way to look at it. The yeah, he should have
0: dismissed. recused himself, and we used those sound bites last night, uh, Sheriff. Mm-hmm. So we documented it again. You go to BillO'Reilly.com. You can see the transcripts and and all that we've done if you're a premium concierge member. Um, now, mm-hmm. everybody on the Trump side, Team Trump, wants a change of venue, but what they don't understand is. A change of venue doesn't eliminate Bragg, and the judge, who Trump hates, they would follow, say they move it up to Fulton County, where you are, the venue, Bragg and the judge would follow as attachments to the case, correct?
4: Correct. But this case doesn't reach the level for a change of venue, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. You can't say we need to change of venue because they didn't vote for me. You can't say we need to change of venue because it's high-profile. Donald Trump is gonna be high profile wherever he is. And those things, and especially when he's contributed to the circus by commenting a lot and making posts that are not necessarily helpful, then you don't have, you don't have the ability to say, well, I haven't contributed to this. So a change of venue is probably not realistic in this case. Um, but something's interesting though, and it, it ties into the whole political end of this, Lee Zeldin ran for governor against Hochul. In Manhattan, Lee Zeldin lost 350,000 votes. In the state, Lee Zeldin lost 350,000 votes. And one of Lee Zeldin's statements was, I'm going to remove Bragg. So that shows you that Bragg's got a very powerful constituency, and that one county could have changed who was our governor.
0: Well, and it's worse than that. So in the presidential election, 87% of voters in New York City the five boroughs voted for Biden. So Trump's constituency in New York City is 13%. So how do you get a fair jury at that overwhelming level where they don't like or approve of Donald Trump? So that would be my argument if I were Takapino, the uh, lead attorney on the Trump team. I would say, look, we can't get a jury pool here that doesn't hate him.
4: Well, in this case, jury selection would allow us to ask those questions. I know it be but come a little on. more invasive. Well, I, I don't think there's enough to do a change of venue, but I do think there's other attacks on BRAC. and I think I think the fact that the Fed, the, the Federal Election Commission, the Feds, as you mentioned, have already passed on this case, so they already recognize there's not enough there. So this truly is indicting a ham sandwich, and okay. I agree with you. The piling on of the thirty-four felonies to more political than yeah, anything Yeah, it's else. more
0: PR, and and we will have Bragg tomorrow. I'm not going to use him tonight because, again, I want to uh, – the audience needs to understand that this is a news analysis show, and I want my analysis to be sharp and fact-based. And in order to do that, I've got to study. You know, like if Bragg says something at 4 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, I've got to then research whether he's saying it's true or not. So that mm-hmm. takes time, and, and that 's why I want to delay this. If you want instant analysis, go watch the cables. You're not going to learn anything there because they don't know anything, although Jonathan Turley uh, is really good, uh, the uh, law professor from Georgetown. Now, the stair step here in New York State is that Trump's lawyers will try to get this thrown out, okay? And if they fail, they'll keep appealing that, and that will take time, correct?:
4: Correct. But at the arraignment, a good judge would have set a schedule for motions, for discovery, and for, for the trial date. This trial date probably would' have been set out at the end of the year or next year, a year away, right, in the middle of an election year. Um, the other thing is, they have several grounds to argue. One is the statute of limitations, even though it's a felony, one of the arguments they made before was, well, Trump's out of state. So that tolls the statute. But Trump is out of state until you call him to come in state and he would, he would be available to the courts. So I think that falls by the wayside for the DAs. The other thing is they're going to look at the statute of limitation, which we mentioned, I just mentioned, but they're going to look at the fact, as we said, they've already declined prosecution in, in the federal case. And this is a very unique legal pattern where they're trying to piggyback state felony on top of a misdemeanor in federal. It's unheard of. What if if
0: there isn't any linkage in the Bragg indictment to the election? But if he doesn't have anything about the federal election in there, because, again, we don't know at this juncture uh, what he's alleging, um, then that would take the federal decision not to indict off the table correct
4: that would take it off the table but interestingly and go back to our motion to dismiss the motion to dismiss is going to look at Cohen and Cohen himself is a convicted perjurer right he didn't come they have forward. to have more than Cohen okay yeah, he didn't come um, forward ahead of time though That's but, important. But, but the
0: point I want to make is It's going to be appeal to say they lose and they don't get uh, the case dismissed. They take it to another appellate court or state court, state court, and then they can shift into the federal system. If the New York State Supreme Court, which would have to go there, says, no, no, this is fine. You have to try them here in New York. Well, then they'll flip on over to the federal system. All right. So that's going to take an enormous amount of time. Correct.
4: Well, a lot of that is the grounds for appeal. This is an interesting case. And again, if the grounds for appeal are on the state level, it might just stop at the state and they say, have the trial and then take up the appeal afterwards. So that's another issue that you and I can't answer tonight till we see everything yeah. in the indictment. So it's um, it's interesting in that regard.
0: Your folks uh, up in Mohawk County, uh I know it's hard to generalize but you see a lot of people and everybody knows who you are Mm -hmm. what do they think of this
4: it's split if if you like Trump or like his policies then you think it's a bogus indictment if you don't like Trump don't like his policies think he's coarse then you think finally somebody got him but I think most people in the country just they don't want the chaos they want to move on and yeah They've been going, I don't know if you recall what Chuck Schumer, and I'm sure you do recall, when Trump was uh, first elected in 2017, Schumer said, you went after the CIA and the FBI, they can, seven ways to Sunday, they can get you. And ever since he's been president, they've been after him in various states, various levels of courts, and yet it's, it's like Roadrunner, the coyotes after you. They keep chasing him, claiming there's legal problem, you know, legal issues, legal matters, crimes, and then there's nothing. So it really undercuts the whole theory that this is based on equal justice. Yeah,
0: I am right. We we demolished that yesterday with Alvin Bragg and. The whole system in general about no one is above the law when we proved every which way that plenty of people are above the law. Hey, Sheriff, thanks very much. We really appreciate your expertise. We hope you come back and uh, very nice of you to help us out.
4: Hey, thank you very much for having me on, Bill.
0: Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys, at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you All right, so uh, one of the uh, factors in this prosecution is that George Soros gave a lot of money to get Alvin Bragg elected, and Republicans have pointed that out. I'm sure you've heard it. So the Washington Post, which hates Trump, um, sticks up for George Soros. So let me walk you through this. This is a fascinating um, situation. There is a far-left radical group called Color of Change. It's run by a guy named Rashad Robinson, headquartered in Oakland. They're the ones that came after me, Color of Change. And they are very well funded, mostly by George Soros. So in 2021, the last tax returns we have, okay, Soros gave Color of Change $1 million because it had pledged Color of Change to give a million dollars to Alvin Bragg's campaign for DEA. Soros wrote a check for a million, went to Color of Change, again, pledged to help Soros. In reality, Color of Change scammed Soros somewhat. They only spent $420,000 helping Alvin Bragg, which is an astronomical amount of money In a district attorney race, but they didn't do the whole million because I guess uh, the color change people had that. You know, maybe they saw a nice little real estate buy or something like that. Anyway, Soros, under tremendous pressure, issued a public statement and it said, quote, as for Alvin Bragg, as a matter of fact, I did not contribute to his campaign. And I don't know him. I think some of the right would rather focus on far-fetched conspiracy theories than on serious charges against the former president. Unquote. That was March 31st, 2003. So um, Soros said, "Oh, I don't, I don't know anything to do with it," which is a total lie. Soros knew what Color of Change was going to do with his million. Okay, total lie. So enter the Washington Post and a guy um named glenn kessler who is their fact checker right sure glenn he says republicans are being slippery here this is the washington post claiming soros funded brag is simply false but many rely on a more ambiguous phrase backed which is technically correct by several degrees of separation what a bunch of b- <laughs> okay This is the media that we have here. And this is why Soros gets away with what Soros does. Okay? Now, Soros is not breaking any laws. I get letters every day. Why isn't he in jail? He has a battery of attorneys to make sure he stays in the campaign finance legal zone. However, his son, Soros is 92. All right. His son Alexander is 37. Alexander Soros has visited the White House between October 21 and December 22, 15 times. 15 times. Now we told you about this in January when Alexander Soros was invited to the Macron reception, the French president. At the White House. Okay, there he is with Nancy. So why why would he if, what's going on? There's Schumer and, and Alexander. Well, the Democrats are funded by Alexander Soros, who's right, you know, his father's 92, and he's right in the mix. Now, will you ever hear that from any other news agency in the country? You will not. Okay, you will not. This is the corruption that has entered our entire system of politics and justice. Awful. And by the way, Chuck Schumer, the Senate majority leader, um, he got uh, $2 million in 2018 from the Soros people. Okay, overseas, another ISIS leader has been whacked by a drone. His name was Ahmad al-Jabouri. He was in charge of terrorism in Europe. And yesterday, boom, he's off the planet. So, Killing the Killers, if you have not read it, this is the book telling you what our government is doing to fight terrorism. And as I've said a couple of times, Biden has not changed this policy from Trump. The Trump administration was the architect of it, and they destroyed ISIS mostly. Biden has followed. Interesting story. Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, will meet with the president of Taiwan tomorrow in Los Angeles. Her name is Tsai Ing-wen. The Red Chinese are very angry and are threatening whatever. Uh, because McCarthy is meeting with her. Now, we can't back down on these threats. So if McCarthy wants to meet the president of Taiwan, he should meet the president of Taiwan. But there could be unintended consequences. It's Holy Week. (laughs) doesn't feel like it, but it's Holy Week. Passover Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, okay? So there is a study out from the Cooperative Election People 60,000 Americans interviewed and they asked about religious affiliation. So, Generation Z are Americans born after 1997. Okay, my urchins are Generation Z. According to the study, 48% of Generation Z has no. Religious affiliation at all. This is, we're going to be Norway, Denmark, and Sweden pretty soon. Okay? This is the younger generation. Now, it is true some of them will come back and try to develop some kind of spiritual lives that attach to religion. Some of them. But this is half of the entire generation ah, we don't need no religion. We don't need any of that. So I've been having some conversations about this with the Gen Zs. And when I bring up the origins of Judaism and Christianity, um, they're stunned because they don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about it. They're not taught in public school. Their parents couldn't care less. Baby booners largely have defected from religion. Nah, it's too inconvenient. I don't want to go to mass. I'd rather smoke pot. So anyway, rent the movie Killing Jesus. It's four bucks. Pay-per-view. If you can strap those Gen Zs or everybody else in the chair and watch that movie, it might matter. And it's perfect for Holy Week. And if you read the book Killing Jesus, you'll really understand why we have Holy Week and what good it has done this civilization on this planet. 2.5 billion people believe Jesus was God. Why? Why? Killing Jesus. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age, and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius. you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Smart life. Okay, so the Gen Zs and everybody else that's younger than them have no idea about money. None. That's because, again, school doesn't teach them about money. All they know is that their parents and grandparents give them money and they spend it. So here's a smart life tip if you care about your children or grandchildren. If you don't care about them, this tip does you no good. Open a bank account. Joint your name, their name, grandparents and parents. Whatever the urchin puts in the bank account, you match it. And then every month they get a written statement. They can look and see what their savings account is doing. So you might hire the urchin to shovel snow if you live in Minnesota or babysit if they're over 11 or cut the lawn or anything. And then you say you want to spend it foolishly or you want to put in the bank and I'll match what you put in the bank. And then by that way, it grows and grows and grows and grows. Smart life tip. This day in history, April 4th, 2008. All right. A letter written by Abraham Lincoln on April 5th, tomorrow, 1864, fetches $3.4 million at auction, Sotheby's. Okay. What was this letter? Well, You know that Abraham Lincoln, all right, signed two executive orders known as the Emancipation Proclamation, where he freed all the slaves being held in the southern states. That was the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, a teacher in Massachusetts wrote Lincoln a letter and all of her students, 192 of them, signed the letter saying, Mr. President, please free all the slaves everywhere not just in the South, because there were territories that were, that had slavery. Lincoln read the letter and then wrote back to the teacher, quote, Please tell these little people I am very glad their young hearts are so full of just and generous sympathy, and that, while I have not that power to grant all they ask, I trust they will remember that God has, and it seems he wills to do it. Okay, so that was the letter that sold for $3.4 million. Now, one other Lincoln item sold for more than that. It was a copy of the Emancipation Proclamation signed by Lincoln himself. It was owned by the Kennedy family, Robert Kennedy family, and it fetched, uh, let's see, do I have the number here? It fetched almost 4 million, all right, in 2010. Boy, I'd love to have that. Wouldn't you love to have that? I have a very good Lincoln letter. I do. But boy, that Emancipation Proclamation. You have to sell your house, buy it, but it might be worth it. All right, that's a history. You got a good mail segment and a final thought. I had an adventure last night I'll tell you about. We'll be right back. Let's go to the mail. Jacqueline, concierge member. Direct access to me, Jacqueline. Bill, every news outlet I watch, all conservative, have said that Donald Trump could possibly be handcuffed. Liberal news outlets also say um, with glee, unlike conservative news. You, however, stated on the No Spin News a few weeks ago the Secret Service would not allow it. Thank you for being honest. I knew look, I told you there wasn't going to be a mugshot, not going to be any, uh, you know, any dog and pony show at all, because the Secret Service, not going to do it. D. Allen, Dallas, Texas, Mr. O, the Trump criminal case could last for years. He could already be elected president by the time we hear the verdict. True. But I think it's going to, I I think things are going to happen quickly in his favor. But I don't know. I don't know all the facts. That was a guess. That was a guess. Jason Hunt, Scottsdale, Arizona. I believe President Trump's policies were good and beneficial. I'm just worried uh, that hope for unity among the American people would not be able to survive a second term by him. It's a good point. Douglas Melly, Peyton, Colorado. I disagree with your talking points memo on Monday, O'Reilly. You asserted there is a political war. War would imply two sides using instruments of power against each other. What we are seeing is a political attack by the left. Oh, come on. Conservative outlets are, are... fighting back hard if you listen to talk radio you got to know that Uh, Donna concierge member thank you Donna I feel bad for my grandkids I'm honestly starting to hate this country and the world don't do that history goes in cycles and sometimes we're in a down cycle now no doubt about it down cycle sometimes shock is needed to reverse the down cycle don't hate your country country has done more for you and your grandkids and everybody else and you know it you know it Anna thank you Bill for always giving us the truth and nothing but the truth I rely on your comments because I believe you want the best for America I do and I want the best for you Anna personally Kate Hill Country Texas beautiful Besides an apathetic and distracted population, an atmosphere full of false data and lies, we have to continue with cheating during elections. Okay, but remember, this is a state issue, the cheating. So Texas, I think, is pretty good. Florida turned it around. Georgia, they've gone over everything there. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I'm not. I'm not as worried as some people are way Johnson, Metairie, Louisiana. I hope you're right that Joe Biden cannot get reelected because of grocery store prices, but you and every other commentator was wrong in the midterms. Correct. I was very surprised, but it's worse now. Donald McKeogh, Coral Springs, Florida, O'Reilly. You could not have said anything more truthful that when you do not prosecute perjury, you have no legal system. We don't have a single legal system. Stay out of court. Best advice I can give you, stay out. Bill, I'm reading The Last Days of Jesus, a wonderful book for Easter, and uh, God bless you for writing it. The Last Days of Jesus is the uh, book that encapul- encapsulates killing Jesus. It's a shorter version. Still very worthy, Last Days of Jesus. Okay, um, Team Normal, more, now more than ever, got to get the Team Normal gear, all right, show people where you stand, have lively discussions, no ideology, no politics in Team Normal, just people who love their country. Word of the day, no sophism, S-O-P-H-I-S-M, and writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at Bill name in town if you wish to opine, right back with the Final Thought. Final Thought today, congrats. To the University of Connecticut for winning the college basketball championship. I didn't see the game because I was at Yankee Stadium last night uh, watching uh, the Yanks wax the Philadelphia Phillies. And I was in the front row, okay? And it was a great experience. I actually got kind of an ovation when I walked down to the seats. I, I was, because usually it's mixed. You know, I got my fans, but I have people who hate me. But this was like a love fest. And uh, it was so gratifying. Thank you if you were at Yankee Stadium last night. And the hot dogs there are f- phenomenal. But Yankee Stadium is part of New York. If you come to New York from out of town, you, there's no more historical sporting place in the world. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, you know it all. But just to go there and see the majesty of the place, you know, I. Grew up on the Mets, but since I know the hierarchy in the Yankees now, they become friends. So I root for both teams. Um, but I just stood there and, and watched last night. Full moon, beautiful night, little chilly, but yeah, was just I could. You know, I'm lucky to be here. I, I was. I, I'm lucky to be in the front row of Yankee Stadium watching this game, and that's the truth. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll have really, really good coverage of the Trump thing
1: Politics by faith. Anywhere you listen to the podcast politics by faith.